What's up, everybody? It is your boy, your host, Young Gospel, and we're here. It's really close to Thanksgiving. I just wanted to get on the mic and I wanted to create a nice podcast to kick off these great seasons that are coming in, these holidays that we are so accustomed to share with our loved ones, with our family members. But as you know, this is a Christian podcast. I am a Christian man. I try to do my best as a Christian. I always try to spread the gospel. I try to spark conversations. At the end of the day, my brothers and sisters, if we are not changing the culture, we will not win any souls. Let me say that one more time. If we are not changing the culture, we are not winning any souls. I'm gonna let that sink in for a little bit while I take a water break. So it's like I said, if we don't change the culture, we don't win souls. Why? Because the youth is always following the culture. So I'm going to title this podcast, The Christian Culture Revolution. We need to revolutionize the culture and implement our Christian values upon this culture. I'm going to tell you right now, this culture is completely lost. I have never seen a time in history where more youth are committing suicide at a rapid rate, more youth are being involved in drug addictions, um, in homosexuality, in virtually everything that is against our Christian ethos. And the only way that we're going to be able to change people is by helping people. How are we going to help people? By talking to people, by having an open and honest discussion about the things that are affecting them, how they affected us at some point of our lives, because a lot of us were living in the world also. A lot of us were bound by drug addictions. A lot of us were bound by sin. So I am here to tell you guys that we need to fight now. This is not a call to violence. I'm not saying a physical fight. This is a spiritual fight. It's a spiritual warfare that we need to engage upon our youth. If we want to save them, if we want to save them, the only way that we can save our youth is by coming to the grips that we need to get out there and we need to talk to people and we can't be afraid and we have to be honest and we have to create those honest discussions so again we need to confront and not necessarily confront but have an open discourse go out there talk to people interview people challenge people's opinions and thoughts and in a good way in an honest way in a positive way if they choose to accept it or if they choose to speak to you we can't go out there and be rude and try to shove things down people's throat no let's go out there and evangelize and really get with the culture go to your nearest high school after school pass out some some tracks uh you know maybe you can have a track that easily answers five top questions about what's going on and how they feel or what the christian um mindset is like a lot of kids think that being a christian is boring that being a christian is is there's not going to be you know any fun or there's so many rules and restrictions everything has a rule everything has restrictions Center dividers are there so you can't go into the opposing traffic. Traffic lights are there so that you don't run them and kill somebody. And there's so many laws that are in place to protect one another. 
and these are good things and it's the same thing with god god has things in place so that you don't end up harming yourself in any way there's sexual immorality we see so many people that are hiv positive that are coming down with uh, syphilis gonorrhea there's so many stds out there and god is trying to tell you practice this these steps and you will avoid this big mess don't get hooked on alcohol don't get hooked on drugs because we know where all those things lead so anyway guys i have a really great podcast for you guys today um i'm gonna start uploading to rumble i'm gonna start uploading to youtube i don't know how long i will last on youtube to be honest with you and god knows if i would ever be monetized on youtube but nonetheless i do need this to reach audience across the globe i don't want to limit this to just one set of people that are on a certain platform so i'm gonna try to you know get this out there to as many platforms as i can i'm already broadcasting on soundcloud on spotify now that's just an audio version i don't have video set up for any of those platforms but i will do my best to try to rip this audio and place it on soundcloud now you guys know that there is a little bit of a caveat i'm not able to cut edit so a lot of these things that you're gonna see you might see me fumble with certain things grab my water take a sip there's a lot of things that i can't cut out because i'm doing a video and i don't really have the need or not saying have the need i don't have the resources to edit this because i'm already doing it on obs i'm going to have things playing in the background so please excuse me if i make sudden movements or if i do something or if i take a deep breath or if i need to get a drink of water because i do talk a lot so here let's get this going and i'm going to start as always uh you know with the bible the bible is our greatest resource the bible is the resource that we use as christians b-i-b-l-e basic instructions before leaving earth that's how i you know put those to that's how i put that together you know so anyway excuse me for this bright screen um i haven't found a way to switch this bible app over to the dark mode i don't think they actually have one at the moment so excuse me let's get it this first uh, verse is coming to you from 1 Corinthians 9 26 and the Bible says so I do not run aimlessly I do not box or I do not fight as one beating the air basically referring to I'm not going to be wasting my punches I'm not just going to be throwing my punches around now again this is not a call to physical violence this is not even referring to physical violence this is a metaphor for not getting tired He says, but I discipline, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. He disciplines his body. There's a lot of things that the body wants, that the body calls for. The body wants to overeat. The body wants sugar. The body wants alcohol. The body wants to smoke. The body wants to feel good. The body is the most trickiest thing to control because it is always want it always wants things it wants nice clothes it wants nice uh nice everything so you have to discipline yourself to be able to um submit that 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 flesh down and push it down and let your spirit take control over that flesh and he says and i keep it under control lest after preaching to others i myself 
should be disqualified. So he's saying, look, I have to practice what I preach, but also I'm not going to run aimlessly. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go preach to the choir. As they say, I'm not going to go try to go. I'm not going to try to go to another Christian church and indoctrinate people or nothing. We have to go to the source, the people that are the most hurt, the people that are the most vulnerable and offer them this love, this compassion that Jesus has had over us. So he says, I do not run aimlessly. I know the mark that I have to hit. I'm, I'm like an archer and I see the bullseye and I have to hit that. And what is the bullseye? The bullseye is preaching Christ to the lost. I'm telling you guys again, preaching Christ to the lost. This isn't, I'm going to go write a book. Um, it's going to take me five years, six years. This is something that you can get up and go and do today. You can go do it by yourself. You can go do it with your friend. You can strap a GoPro to your chest. You can go interview people. That makes it really fun and interactive. And if people don't like what you're saying or what you're asking, move on to the next person. Because I'm telling you right now, the people that I should have spoken to in my youth, I didn't. And the people that I most thought would become Christians because they were nice people, because they were they were smart people, they never accepted Jesus, at least not the people in my life. The people in my life that ended up accepting Jesus were drug addicts, just like myself, people that were lost, people that were in drugs, people that were always doing bad. Those are the friends that I have that actually have converted over to Christianity. So don't make an exception of people. Don't be scared. Be brave and tell those people, hey, I'm here for you and whatever you need, I'll help you. But always back up what you're saying with the word of God. And that's what he says here. Apostle Paul says, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. Let's not beat the air. Let's not waste our energy. Let's not waste our time. Let's prepare ourselves for this battle and let's speak the truth. And don't waste your time on other things. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying here. I'm not wasting my time on other stuff. I'm not trying to become a famous gamer. I'm not trying to become a famous celebrity or, or an influencer. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to preach the word of God. And now, there's nothing wrong with being uh, famous. There's nothing wrong with those things. But those things come at a high risk. Those things come... Um, how can I tell you? They, they they can distract you. They definitely can. They can take your time away from God. They can make you forget the the promises or or the mission that's ahead because of the distractions that that can bring. Now, this one comes out of 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Now, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? That means we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. We need to pray every day continually. The worst times of my life was when I stopped to pray. The worst times in my life was the days that I just, I was battered, I was beat, and I never surrendered myself to Jesus in that moment. I decided to fight for myself. I decided to uh, take matters into my own hands, and I never actually cared about um, doing things the way that, God would have required them. Christ would have required them, which is in that moment when you feel beat, when you feel hurt, when you feel damaged, when the enemy has gotten those good liver shots on you, that's when you have to surrender yourself to God and go into that private place, whether it be your room, whether it be the restroom, you go in there and you give it all to God and you say, 
God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I know I'm in a flesh. I'm weak, but I need you to come into my life and I need you to help me, Father. I need you to guide me and to deliver me. And those are the things that God honors. And that's when we start gaining favor in the eyes of the Lord. On top of the fact that you need to pray without season, it says give thanks in all circumstances. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, God, because everything that you put in my path is for my growth. It's, but if, if you're getting beat up and you're not praying and you're not doing any of these things, you're not going to grow from that. If you don't give these things to God when it happens to you, you're going to continually feel like the enemy is just beating you up and God is never coming to your aid, which is far from the truth. What is happening here is that we ourselves are not submitting our problems over to God. We want to carry those burdens. We want to carry those and we want people to have pity parties for us. And we want people to feel, uh, like pity over us basically. And I know so many people that are like that. And I go, Hey, you're a Christian. You come up to me with the same problem, talking about the same thing and the solution. We know it. It's to pray. It's to give it over to God. And you're here in the perfect place. You're at church. There's an altar right here. Why don't you give it to God? Or while you're at home, pray and give it to God. Don't carry these things around. And I know it's real easy. It's easy to carry these things around because in those moments, we can't find the strength to even get on our knees and tell God, I don't want this anymore. I'm just going to give it to you. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to have anxiety over it. Here you go, God. And you push it to God and you say, this is yours. This is not mine. This does not belong to me. This belongs to you, God. I love you. And I need to just give this to you and you need to step in. And believe me, guys, the Lord will step in. Give it to him. Give it to him. Don't worry about it no more. And verse 19 says, do not quench the spirit, meaning don't make the spirit want, like give it to God. It says, do not despise prophecies. Don't get mad when somebody prophesies over your life or when or when you hear a prophecy. We need to accept those prophecies, it says, but test everything. Hold fast uh, to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. It is so easy for us to go to the bar and, oh man, I've been beat up. My wife hates me. My kids don't like me. My job is doing this to me. You know, the people at church don't say hi. And a lot of us that come from a drug addicted background or an alcoholic background, we find it real easy that when a problem arises, we go hit the bar. Excuse me. And when the problem arises, we we go smoke that joint. We go to that rave party that we weren't supposed to go to. We go to that backyard party because now we need something to make us feel good. We need to fill that void. And a lot of us, believe me, we are filling the void with all of the wrong things. We're filling the void with the world. Listen to me. We are filling, excuse me, the void with the world let that sink in for a little bit i'm having allergies we cannot feel sorry we cannot fill the void with the world it is counter to what god tells us to do it is counter 
And if you fill that void with the world one time, guess what? You are going to condition yourself to fill in that void with the world every time. Whether it be you're going to go snort a line, whether you're going to drop a pill, whether you're going to take a Zanny, or you're going to take an Oxycontin, or you're going to smoke some weed, or you're going to drink a beer, you are going to resort to that every time. Because now you're conditioning your brain that every time you feel bad, instead of fighting, instead of getting on your knees and asking God to come into your life, instead of running over to that whorehouse or going down to that strip club up the street, you need to get on your knees and condition your body to that. And believe me, every time you do that, you win. Every time you do that, you take a dub for God, for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're going to dig yourself such a big hole and you're going to lose everything. When in reality, you thought you were going to lose everything because of this one situation. And God's like, wait, 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 wait. Um, I'm in control. Trust me. Are you going to learn to how to trust me? Are you going to have faith in me? When are you going to start trusting me with your problems? Instead, we go, uh, I don't trust you, God. I'm out. I'm going to go to the corner. I'm going to go smoke a joint with Ted. I'm going to go to the bar with Kyle. I'm going to go. And we're conditioning ourselves and we're only losing because once we get in so deep, then we're not being able to be dug out. And we're going to be so deep in that hole that then we are going to lose everything. God is still willing to forgive us. But guys, people don't. Your wife is not going to forgive you for going to that whorehouse. Your kids are not going to forgive you for doing that to mom and women. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So please, let's be very smart about this. We Some of us have kids. Our, their lives are at stake. Their future is at stake. And there's nothing more than the devil would want than to take your kids and have them be just as bad as you, as you if not worse. Then it's going to be too late. Then it's going to be way too late. You're not going to be able to turn them around. Nothing is going to be able to turn them around because they're going to look at you dead in the eye and they're going to say, you did it. You did it. I remember the days that you were doing that. You did this to our family. And there's nothing that we're going to be able to do. We're just going to have to take it. And believe me, we do not want to be there. So abstain from evil. Please understand what I'm trying to tell you right now. We need to abstain from evil. I'm not going to do this one just yet. Um, let's go to this one. This is Second Timothy 4, 7. And the Bible here says, I have fought the good fight. He fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing look at what paul says he's writing a letter to timothy he says i have fought a good fight timothy i have fought it i'm fighting it but i fought it and i finished the race i did it i lived for christ i didn't fall into perversions i didn't fall into um i didn't fall into sin like that and look guys this is one thing that we have to understand falling into sin only makes you human and Jesus is not concerned about how you fell. Jesus is concerned about how you get back up. Champions, they they learn one thing. 
the thing about champions is champions that have been tested which every every boxing every fighting champion has been tested but every victory only makes them better and better and better because they've been there they've done those rounds they've got knocked down they've got back up and they're building a different type of resistance that's why there's champions that go on to to be champions for a long time and then they're the ones that decide you know when it's time to give it up sometimes we think oh he got beat after 10 fights or he got beat after 15 fights he didn't get beat he just didn't train anymore he didn't want it anymore but a champion always fights till the bitter end and this is what Paul is saying here, I have finished the race. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to die. But I kept the faith. I got back up. I got back up. I fell and I got back up. Okay. Because there's no one, no one good. No, not one. So we have to understand that all of these apostles, they've sinned in some time of their life, but they got back up, man. And that's what Jesus concerned with. Are you going to get back up? Because why? Because there is a crown laid up for us in heaven. This is not about this world. We're just passing by. The Bible says that we are foreigners. We are aliens to this world. We, we don't belong here. We, we don't belong here. We, we belong in heaven with him. The king of this world. Believe it or not, the king, the ruler of this earth is the devil. It is Satan. He was given lordship over this earth. That's why we're bounded here. But there's only one way out. There's one ticket out and it's free. This isn't a ticket that only Elon Musk gets to buy. This isn't a ticket that only Jeff Bezos gets to buy. This isn't a ticket that Bill Gates and, and all of these millionaires and billionaires get to buy. No. That's why Jesus came in through the back door. So many people were expecting this king that was going to come and he was going to have camels and women and, and jewelry. And, and God says, no, because if I do that, then anybody with money would be able to make it to heaven. And this is not about money. This is about justice. This is about honor. This is about faith. This is about respect. This is about accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and savior and that's free and that's on you that's on you you choose what you want to choose because the bible says that there is a crown of righteousness laid up for us which the lord the righteous judge the righteous judge will award to me on that day the apostle paul knew the end game he knew hey it's over but you know what i got my crown i'm ready i'm ready to go I'm ready to go. Christians, we should not fear death. We're, we're just changing. We're just changing locations. That's all we're doing. We, we, we not need to fear death or what the enemy can do with us or what the enemy can do with our flesh. Fear the one that could kill the flesh and the spirit. Don't forget that. And the Apostle Paul says here, because he will award me on that day and not only to me but also to all who have loved his appearing think about that to all those that have accepted jesus christ lord and savior and we need to change this culture guys the only way that we're going to change this culture the only way that we're going to change this culture 
is by going out there and talking to the lost and talking to the youth. We're not going to do that in the church, guys. That's just a depot station. That's a fuel depot station. You're just there to fuel up. That's it. And once you leave those four walls, that's when the real work starts. Because if there's one commandment aside from loving your neighbors and loving everyone, because love covers all those sins. See, if you love your neighbor, you won't covet what he has. If you love your neighbor, you won't kill your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you won't steal. If you love your neighbor, you will not do any of those things that the Ten Commandment and all the other commands warn us about, all the other laws. Love covers them all. But the one other thing aside from love, he calls us to take his message out, which is one thing we fail to do. You want your church to grow? You want your ministry to grow? Take his message out because then you are deemed worthy of taking care of his sheep. And he adds to you and he adds to you and he'll add to you so many members that you will be busy, but you will be busy in the work of the Lord and the things of the Lord, not in the things of the world, in the things of the Lord. Now here, John 18, 36 says, and Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world, which is what I was just telling you guys. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting. And that's physical. He says, my servants would have been fighting. But, but, he says, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. They'd be fighting so that he doesn't get delivered. But my kingdom is not from this world world and see Pilate was concerned Pilate was like hey man are you gonna dethrone me at some point I mean do I need to be concerned about you and when Pilate found out that Jesus said well my kingdom is not in this of this world Pilate was like eh, whatever then I'm not worried about it I mean this guy's crazy he's talking about some other place not this place so that's why Pilate let the people choose right so but Jesus here says my my place, my, my kingdom is not here, fellas. Listen, my kingdom is not here. But while we're here, we need to work for God. We need to earn those crowns. We need to earn that ticket. Yes, salvation is free. Yes, it is. I know. I understand salvation is free. But because salvation is free, you're not going to do anything. But because salvation is free, you're not going to talk to his people. Because salvation is free, you're not going to reach the lost the poor the hungry no 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 faith without works is dead we need to have works too fellas we do ladies and gentlemen we need to have works not for salvation for the work of the kingdom for the adding of the saints of the holy ones that's why we need to work but his kingdom is not here stop trying to store up all these crazy material possessions here on this earth. Now, again, caveat, nothing wrong with that. You want to have nice things, have nice things. We all want to have nice things, but don't depend on them. Don't put your trust in them. Don't put your love in them. Don't put a value on these things. Look at them as, okay, cool. I'm integrating. I'm here. This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm simulating basically. Uh, if you want to win the lost let me tell you right now, if you want to win the youth, you got to look a little bit like them, right? You do. I mean, at some, to a degree, 
I'm not saying get tattooed and 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 get all these piercings. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have to assimilate assimilate a little bit to to them, so that when they see us, they don't see nothing different. Because there there shouldn't be really nothing different. We're we're humans. We wear clothes. We we have styles and things like that. But the difference is in here. The difference is in the heart. That's where the biggest difference is is in the heart okay that's where we need to show them the heart that we have the love that we have the patience that we have the kindness that we have and we need to help them and offer them this help that has been so offered to us okay now i'm going to end with this this is first timothy 1 18 it says this charge i entrust to you this is the Apostle Paul again. There's a lot of them here from the Apostle Paul. It says, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. How many calls to action does the, the Bible have for us? How many calls to fight for action? to do something, to go out and speak to the people. Again, these are not calls to violence, physical violence. These are calls for spiritual warfare to go out and talk to people and confront people and 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 not in a bad way, but to to start spark those conversations and have people come to you and that way you guys can have civil discourse about God and the things of God and how much that's benefited you. You don't understand what your testimony can do when it comes to people. People are always going to be moved by someone's testimony. And that's why we need to be out there telling it. Because some of us came from a drug addicted background. Some of us came from a background. Some of some of the women came from the a background of prostitution. Some women came from the background of being you know, drug addicts. Some women came from a background of being, you know, seeking lust, seeking attention from men. Some men came from a background of of being pimps and hustlers and drug dealers and drug addicts. We need to put our testimonies out there because everybody's testimony is different to reach different people. And here it says, you may, so that you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience by rejecting this some have made shipwreck of their faith paul was so angry here because some people have made a shipwreck of their faith among who are hymenius and alexander i think i'm saying that name right hymenius and alexander whom i have handed over to satan that they may learn not to blasphemy Never heard Paul this mad. Paul was extremely mad. But right now, real quick, uh, we're going to try to learn who Alexander and Hymenius is. And I think I had it pulled up here. So who were Hymenius and Alexander? And what does it mean that their faith was shipwrecked? Well, here we have an answer for you coming from gotquestions.org. Hymenius and Alexander. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I will read some of it just so you can get an understanding and then you can go study it later. Hymenius and Alexander were men in the early church of Ephesus who had suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith and so were handed over to Satan by the Apostle Paul. Hymenius and Alexander 
are thus examples of those who reject the true doctrine and follow the false. We have to be very careful with following false doctrine, guys. We really do. There's so many churches out there that at face value, they seem to be really good churches, but they're not. They're not. And sorry, guys, my dogs are barking. I've told everybody this every time I talk about God, my dogs bark. They don't bark at any time of the day, any time of the day. The moment I start to do podcasts about Jesus, they bark. So what does that tell me? It's a spiritual warfare. They're out here. The spirits are out here. They're trying to shake me up. I get problems with Internet access. I get problems with cameras. Guys, it's okay. So excuse me. I'm sorry that my dogs are barking. Just bear with me here. So Hymenius and Alexander are examples of those who reject the doctrine, the true doctrine and follow the false. We have to be very careful. Later, Hymenius is mentioned with uh, Philetus, another false teacher, an opponent of Paul named Alexander. The metal worker is mentioned in second to second Timothy four fifteen through 16. But we're not uh, whether or not this is the same Alexander mentioned in first Timothy one nineteen is unknown. So. Here, Paul writes to his apprentice, Timothy, and he says, uh, for the express purpose of exhorting him to fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience while pastoring a church. Paul begins his epistle with a warning against false doctrines and myths, verses three, four, and and a charge to remain true to sound doctrine, doctrine that conforms to the gospel. That's verses 10 through 11. Paul then provides names of Hymenius and Alexander as an examples of what can happen when someone does not fight the good fight and keep the faith and a clear conscience. It's just like being given over to a reprobate mind. It's the same. It's the same thing. When uh, Jesus says that he gives them over to a reprobate mind, that's basically what happens. You don't want to change. You're convincing people. Otherwise, what does God do? He goes, look, I, 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 I sought after you. I, I was always here for you. But now not only are you guiding people towards a false teaching, but it's against my teachings, which is the worst. You can grab the Bible and you can shuffle it around and put your own words and put your own spin on it. And guess what? You're done because this is supposed to be the no spin zone. There's no supposed to, there's not supposed to be a spin on the Bible. It's supposed to be read the way it's read and it's supposed to be done with integrity, taking the Bible at face value. Of course, some stuff is metaphorical, which again, when it is, I try to do my best at explaining the metaphors that are within it. Not everything is literal. So like everything else, there's some stuff in here that's prophecy, some stuff in the book of Revelations. And in other books that was prophesying about Jesus Christ. But again, this is a no spin zone. We cannot put a spin on the Bible. So be very careful when you do that. When you speak about the Bible, always have it in front of you. Always use your references. Look things up online. All the information is out there. But be careful. You know, check it against uh, your, you know, what your pastor may tell you. Check it against what other people may tell you. Always use multiple sources to um, to come to a conclusion. There are some good Bibles. I have a huge ESV study Bible. I think I have it somewhere around here. Um, 
So it's a huge study Bible. It's the ESV study Bible. It's a pretty good Bible. So on the bottom, there's a big, pretty big concordance that kind of goes through what the verse is talking about. But anyways, guys, that's my time. I love you in Jesus name. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm hoping to be able to drop these more often. Uh, typically, I don't always have the time available, but I have to make the time. Because I started this podcast and I told God that if even one person listened to this podcast and took something away from it, that I would not stop. And you know what, guys? I shouldn't stop. So, again, I love you guys in Jesus' name. I'm here for you. If you want to contact me and you need prayer, anything, yggospel at gmail.com. Again, that's yggospel at gmail.com. You can find my audio podcast at SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, I believe it's on the iTunes app store um, and now here on YouTube and Rumble. So thank you, guys. I love you once again. May Jesus bless you abundantly. May he uh, you know, bring your family safely if your families are traveling from other states or maybe they're traveling abroad. May you stay safe. And once again, happy Thanksgiving, guys. I love you. Bye.